whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. everybody and welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brant. What's happening? Sometimes I think it is the finest man-made creation I think, on you earth, know what? right? I'm going to say, I'm going to say it might be. I mean, yoga pants are nice. You know, I appreciate good <laughs> yoga pants. Good but, stretchy pants. But this top it some days someday um, i think that it has it has its days it right does. i mean it does you know we are we are finally finally breaking into season three brant we've been doing this for three full seasons now and you, you know what the beauty is the more we do this the, actually the more i learn about whiskey and bourbon and it's, it's actually more of an educational thing for me and brant too than just to tell Absolutely. you about it because tonight brant we had it we had a promise to the to the uh, to the American public we were going to bring them the best bottom shelf matters bourbon for under what what do we say 25 25 25, 25 bourbon and 35 for world whiskeys yeah for world whiskey and you say the best but do, we don't really know if they're the we best don't. yet we just kind of took a stab at ones we thought were worthwhile of of getting we wanted to getting grabbed, yeah. getting grabbed off the shelf, and we're doing a review. We wanted to find the things that were daily drinkers, the good, the, the not great stuff, but good enough to stock your bar shelf, good enough to have in the back bar, so that you can always just go to and say, you know, it's a Tuesday. It, it, it this day sucked. Let me pour some blank. Yeah, maybe for maybe mixing a cocktail. Yep. Maybe maybe you know, bell your aggravate neighbor out you know if they come over and run out of Miller Lite that's right want a whiskey want a whiskey so tonight we're going to start that bottom shelf matter series with um, two classics I mean these go uh, look these go back to 1860 and 1870 respectively yeah these are old school Kentucky whiskeys one's a bourbon one is not a whiskey or one is not a bourbon so hmm. I know I didn't realize this until we we nearly hit record on this thing, and decided, hey, let's um, let's give this one a try. So tonight we are drinking uh, our first setup, Early Times Kentucky Whiskey and Old Forester Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. All right. Well, I knew Old Forester was a bourbon. So when you said that, I was kind of yes. kind of shocked that Early Times is not classified. It is no longer classified as a bourbon because, and I guess we can go ahead and start getting into this. And we'll do this one first. So let's pour this. Let's one start out. off early. Yeah. Okay. Start pour off this early one out. Times. Um, because it is aged for a minimum of thirty-six months in reused cooperage. So it okay. is not new charred American oak as required by law to be called bourbon. It is used. Cooperage. I don't even know if they. I'm sure they rechar it because that doesn't take much effort. I have whatever this is. It fell into my box. I have no idea what that is. Looks like some type of eraser or something. It looks like a. It looks like a dry erase pen. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh, that's the that's the pen for writing on those those black labels. Ah. Well, I stole it. There you go. I have custom labels. Early times. <laughs> All right, so early times. I'm 
I'm slightly behind. So yeah. So we're gonna be doing some early times tonight. Let's let's start with that one. Um. Now this is kind of the, uh, kind of the, what happened when Diageo versus Brown Foreman kind of clashed in Kentucky, Tennessee. And Diageo brought up a bunch of whiskeys in, in America. One of them is Early Times. This is a Diageo-owned product. I know there's a lot of people that don't like Diageo. So, so there's there's way more story on that. So I guess, let's start. Do you have the original history of the brand before it was bought by a conglomerate? Early Times uh, brand started at... Uh, notably early time station in Kentucky and this was kind of a distillery that was in you know just near Louisville um, that had been around for for a long time they had been around since 1860 um, and it really wasn't a popular brand until about the 19 uh, 1930s 1920s when Brown Foreman actually bought early times in 1923 um, okay Wow, okay, yeah. so they brown from it's owned it for a long time. Yeah, they've owned it for quite a long time. Uh, and now it's actually in, as of 2015, is one of the top four selling bourbons in the world. And it's actually the top selling Kentucky whiskey in Japan. That's crazy. So right off the bat, this is what that tells me. This is an easy to drink, delicate, not too punchy, not too bold whiskey. Yeah, I mean, you you look at this, it is 80, 80 proof. I mean, for a whiskey that's on the light that's on the light side, we know that a lot of the stuff we review and like is in the mid, you know, low 90s, mid 90s for bourbon. I feel like that bourbon sweet spot is around 94. So um, an 80 proof whiskey is, I mean, what? The only other one we've had that I can recall is Basil Hayden. It's been mm-hmm. 80, 80 proof. Um, now, as of this year. Yeah. As of this year, Early Times has been sold. So just at the end of 2020, yep. Early Times was sold. Who, guess who? That's what, this is where I was getting at. Now we're on to Sazerac. So Sazerac, the Buffalo Trace owner Sazerac, has now acquired um, Canadian Mist, early, yeah. early Times, yep. and Collingwood Distilleries. Yep. So this is and their... Col- so, so Collingwood has been discontinued. And some of the thought behind that is maybe that's a caribou crossing. Canadian Miss Collingwood, so maybe that was a caribou crossing move. Or what's the other big one that doesn't? Uh, they own the big famous Canadian whiskey. Not obviously not Crown Royal, but the classic. Oh, uh, um, Canadian Club. Canadian Club. Canadian yeah. Club. Yeah. I think for some reason I feel like they own Canadian Club mm-hmm. as well. So um, yeah, they've. They bought these three products, um, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with early times. Do they keep it this kind of budget, real low, real low production um, Kentucky whiskey, or do they go back? Because there was a point in time when this was Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It was finished in New Charter American Oak. Now they still do have early times bottled and bond, which is by law bourbon because it is. Aged in New Chart American Oak under um, government supervision for four years, all that good stuff. Yep, hunter proof and all that good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it, there's not a ton. I mean, I'm looking at Wikipedia same as you, and and I guess kind of digging in, but there's not a ton of history out there. It seems before Brown Foreman bought this. This company, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's not a ton of really old, old history. I mean, it, look, it went through some great years. It looks like it, um, and it even says in the in the late '80s, um, before Old Forester, which we'll taste next. But it was the Churchill Downs official. It was in the mint julep at Churchill D- Downs. I mean, Brown Foreman's been holding that contract for forever, but Old Forester once held that, you know, famous title. mint julep spot. Yeah, title at Churchill Downs. Um, you know, which is which is awesome. So it, it's kind of obviously gotten replaced by tons of other pop, popular brands that Brown Foreman has kind of cultivated and created, and now I'm going to Sazerac. But we're drinking the original, I guess, original recipe or 
original, as original, original recipe, recipe that's just been um, passed down, passed down, and, and kind of now aged in recharred or uh, reused oak, um, which makes it the the only reason it can Any be called bourbon. bourbon. Any clue how old? That the bottle you have is, is it a fairly new purchase or it's fairly new purchase so we got it for uh, so you got it for the, you got for it for the this. series yeah uh, I'm gonna say based on the label it is 2019 because it says uh, A2 which is generally these serial numbers mean um, A is the first quarter of the month so it's sometime in January of 2019 so I'd say 2019 Okay. Not an not an old bottle, but again, yeah. probably. I mean, you got to remember these these st- these stores have boxes and stuff, and they move it in and out as they need to. Uh, and again, I've seen a lot of people in the liquor store over the years. Very few do I see reach for early times. Um, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe this could be something drinkable. Uh, the color on it, I will call this very light gold. Yep. So, hey, I did find, um, not to spend a ton of time on early t- early times, but I did find some old history real quick that I'm kind of going to just spat out verbatim off of this. But um, John Henry Jack Beam, the uncle of Jim Beam, started early times. Really? In a place called, in a place called Early Times Station, Kentucky. Hmm. Um, and the basie... It's it's known as the whiskey that made Kentucky whiskey famous. It's one of the oldest whiskeys on record. Um, to put it in perspective, it was um, founded before Abraham Lincoln was elected president. Yes, it was. Uh, so super super old. Um, but also early times originally produced using the early times method of whiskey making, which consists of mashing grain in small tubs and boiling beer and whiskey and copper stills over open fires. Um, Jack and his son, Ed Beam, used this method until they both tragically died in 1915. The distillery continued to operate for another three years in 1918 when the 18th Amendment passed, thus banning the sale, manufacture, and transportation of alcohol for consumption. Um, five years, so early time did not operate through, through prohibition. Um, and I'm guessing it was acquired by Brown Foreman after then. Brown Foreman makes his first acquisition. Yeah, so Brown Foreman bought it in the middle of Prohibition and revitalized it. And, and Biff, no, yeah, Biff Tannen yeah, and yeah. his compadres put early times into the punch bowl at the uh, Enchantment Under the Sea dance in Back to the Future Part 2, I believe. I think that, I think it happened, well, obviously it happens in, in Part 1. But you actually see it happen in see part it. two. Yeah. It, it's all the same yep. day. It's amazing. Honestly, that movie series, we can go on and on and on about that trilogy. They all pretty much happen, like the first two happen on almost the exact same day. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I watched the second one the other day and saw, and saw early times. Uh, made me think of this. I was like, oh, we're going to talk about that. Spike in the punch bowl. Yep. Like that would have made that punch taste pretty Different. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, look. Let's get some nose yep. notes on this. All right. The color is very light. Uh, I would call it light gold. Translucent amber at best. It's pretty light. It is pretty which light. Which makes me think that this is not recharred oak. I bet it's just first fill bourbon barrels. Or it maybe, maybe it is maybe. reused and they just char them over and over again. Well, we say it's second use. It just says re- second reused. Second use Reused, okay. Reused. Just says reused. Yeah, I mean, it definitely may not be... May have been just dumped, dried, and put new new whiskey in. Uh, which, which means that probably after Old Forester's done with them, they'll put some early times yeah. in them yeah. and move them on. Yeah. And look, that's a... I mean... That's a, like a, on a... Probably an average of $250 savings per barrel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a good way um, to keep your budget down. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty. Let's say it's pretty bright and flavorful. Got a little sweet kind of nose to it. It's not. It's not bad on not the nose. Not what you were thinking. No. Yeah, the, no, the nose is actually. It's quite fragrant. Kind of like, oh, yeah. 
Hmm. It does have quite a bit of sweet corn, a little hint of rye spice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I get definitely very, very sweet news. Yeah, sweet corn, vanilla, rye spices. Um, a little, little bit of like, not like, not dried grass, but maybe like dried hay. A little bit of like farmhouse feel to it. Yeah, I. Dude, pretty, cl- I mean, pretty classic. Kind of do get your dried grass, dry hay. But, dude, sweet sweet corn, vanilla, sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, very sweet. You know, brown sugars, a little bit of dry oak, caramel. It's not bad. It's not as bad as I was expecting. All right, let's drink some. All right, yeah. Okay. So, flavors are there, but boy, it is—it's flat compared to yeah the nose. The nose, in my opinion, like it just—it went in my. It drank it. I, I know I got whiskey. I know I got bourbon in my mouth, but then it it felt like I missed. I was missing yeah. something. It didn't feel like I have bourbon in my mouth. Um, very when light I, I, on the yeah. on the uh, taste. The rye spices are very bold and punchy. It is still sweet, and it's got a lot of spice to it. Um, I just feel it's mostly oak because I just don't get a lot of. I don't get char though. Like I don't get. It definitely doesn't feel like a new a, a recharred. Yeah, I mean. It's. I'm not gonna lie, this is distinctively Canadian. It's very light on the on the palate. Uh, It's got a big kind of rye punch to it. Um, It is sweet on the palate, but mostly spicy. You know, it's it's almost crazy. Is this is almost. A, a shot, a shootable bourbon. Like I could yeah. shoot this; oh, yeah. it, it wouldn't burn. It wouldn't burn. It's sweet. It's almost like a. It's almost like Fireball without the cinnamon. Who makes Fireball? Is that Jack Daniels? Uh, it is. Uh, Sounds right. Interesting. I'm not drinking Fireball on the show. Uh, I've actually never had Fireball, so <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Never had Fireball. Uh-huh. I don't want to. I don't want to. I have no desire to drink it. Um, that is uh, Dr. McGillicuddy's Cinnamon Schnapps rebranded. No. No, thank you. Yeah. Or I guess I say Cinnamon Schnapps, just Cinnamon whatever, whiskey. Yeah. It might have been Schnapps. Fuck, I don't know. But yeah, no. Uh, but this is... I just feel like it's light. I mean, the yeah. nose is... The nose is sweet, but the... The nose is good. The palate is light. Nose is pretty good. The taste, it just feels very watered down. I'm not going to lie. I said it feels like a Canadian whiskey. It kind of reminds me of Caribou Crossing. Good flavors, just very, very mellowed out, very watered down. And that's kind of where I get this. Um, what did the mash the mash bill in this is? It's got to be high corn. 72 corn. I saw, it is? Uh, hold on. Oh, that, that's, that's sounding like it's well sounding up Woodford Reserve Valley at 72 corn. I don't. I don't know if I have the mash bill. I did see that that one place had it at like 72 corn. Um, 72, 18, 10. That's yeah. Like, I think that's Woodford. Wood, Woodford. Yeah, I don't see a mash bill. I don't see a mash bill. 72, 18, 10. I mean, I, I, I can see why it's kind of... 72, 79. Wow. This is, this is saying 79 corn, 
11 rye, 10 malted barley. Now, that is the bottled and bond. Not that I would assume there's multiple um, mash bills. Right. But this is for this is for the bottle and bond early times label. Okay. Might be it might be the same same mash bill. I can't see why they would change it up, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um Yeah, palette's just very watery. Um it's okay. Is this is this one that I would call a daily drinker? I don't know. We'll see. It is fourteen dollars. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Fourteen bucks. Can't argue it. Can't. Can't argue it. Um, drinkable. Yes. Okay. I guess let's go through the full palette and we'll give we'll give yeah. overall review because I'm skipping ahead to kind of my final my final thoughts. But but my, so my my notes on palette light. The sweetness is sweetness is still there. Um, but everything else kind of falls, falls flat. Um, yeah, so I have, I have, it's very light. You get a little oak spice, which fades to sweetness, which fades away real quick to nothing. And you're kind of, you know, looking for a little bit more. I I mean, absolutely nothing. And it does, to me, it's honestly, when I went back to the nose, I poured a little more. I kind of almost have a. It kind of almost has like a soapy floral kind of uh, smell to it, and then the, the when I get into the finish on the palate, it's so light it does go away, but it kind of leaves me that kind of this soapy floral. And I mean, I'm hoping I wash my glass out really good, and it's not just my glass, but um, you know, it kind of has a very very light floralness to it and it, this is doesn't to me doesn't have you said oak you said you kind of get a little oak but I feel like this is like no depth when it comes to the the barrel which there's just a um, hint of oak it's makes like a sense too like, makes it yeah it just, I, I, and when I say oak I mean just a little tiny bit I can taste a little bit of the oak it's not prevalent it's not Woodford double oak it's not Old Forest or 1910 right but you get it right you, you know it's been in a barrel it's just not a ton there yeah. Um, all right. Well, look, I'm ready to give it a score. I, I think it's a fine whiskey if you're, again, if you're going for um, budget, if, if you don't, if you want a whiskey to make cocktails with, whiskey forward cocktails. It's not going to break the bank. And you've got, I would say, at least two other ingredients in that whiskey cocktail probably reach for this one. If you're going to make a whiskey sour, reach for the early times. If you're going to make um, a whiskey smash, reach for the early times. So, I I agree, but my only thing that is concerning is that you're going to get overshot. I don't know if I don't know if it has enough whiskey, it has enough ass to it, or it's so it's so sweet and smooth that, yeah, I mean, unless you have a very, I don't know, unless you have a cocktail, man, like, to me, bitters is going to is gonna kill this. If you did, I mean, sugar, you can't put sugar in it, in this. It's, like, already super, super sweet. So, it's like, I don't know what cocktail you put in this where it's, the whiskey's going to gonna stand out. And that's why I think... This is like, this is the fucking out-the-bottle shooter, you know, playing cards, playing cards, getting drunk, pass the bottle around, take a, you know, take a swig kind of, kind of bottle. I mean, this bottle is intended to get you fucked up, not to, you know. Yeah. You're not, not, to, yeah. not to drink, not to drink when you bring home your firstborn, you know. Yeah, it's, this is definitely a, uh, I need to forget t- tonight and uh, wear some whiskey goggles. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, I mean, not not terrible. Gets the job done. Probably it is being exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I would say that. I would say it's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to get you drunk. It's supposed to um, make you forget. And uh, 
I don't know, not terrible, not great, but not terrible. It's not, I'll tell you what, Brant, if you gave me the choice between this and Hudson Baby Bourbon, oh, yeah. or pretty much anything by Basil Hayden's. Especially you could buy like a case of this for yeah. what you'd buy a bottle of Hudson. Yeah, you could, and if you went and said, here's some Basil Hayden's bourbon, I'd probably say this is a better bang for your buck. Because they're not far I mean, off. No. I don't even really know how to score this. This is like, I feel like this is a whole new category of, of scoring. Yeah. So look, I'm going to get it. I'll, I'll give my number. Maybe that can help guide you. Okay. I gave it a 72. And just because I think okay. it's a it's a fair C- whiskey, it gets a few bumps for, for the $14 price point. Um... And that's not going to break your bank. So, not a bad whiskey. Not a great whiskey. It's more a whiskey that kind of is there to, to just shoot. It's there to drink on some ice when you just want to forget about the day. All right. Well. So, that's my thought. So, I guess... Uh, so, now that I guess I, I can feel what... Um, Score range, and I think it's a, I think it's a seventy-five is what I gave it, and, I'm, and I guess I'm giving it that because I'm going to say this is my kind of starting point on C-class C-class whiskey. So I'm going to judge, uh, you know, this is day one. I'm going to judge everything based off of off of this because I think this is pretty good. It's what I expected it to be. It didn't blow up, you know, blow me away, but yeah. it also I mean, I also poured a second glass and, and kept drinking it and trying to find uh, different nuances about it. So it's not terrible. We've had we've had way worse and way higher priced bottles Absolutely. for sure. So I'm gonna say this is my 75. This is kind of like my my beacon where C class whiskey we can go up, you know, up and uh, hopefully not down uh, from this. I think that's exactly a good point to that is it's a C-class whiskey. You know it's a C-class and not Mercedes C-class. Um, it's staying... Well, in the realm of, in the realm of Mercedes, it, it, I mean, C-class is Te- where it's... Technically, yeah, well, I guess you're right. Some, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I get what you're saying, yeah. This, this one is probably going to summer school for some extra help. <laughs> didn't make, didn't make yeah. the grade? Not, not terrible. Not great, but not terrible. Don't put water in it. Yeah. Don't put water in it. It mutes right, everything. Yeah. I just I poured a little water in there just to see what it does. Mm. Every single flavor is completely gone. It is just whiskey kind of flavored water at this point. And I barely put any water in it. Don't put this on ice. Drink that neat. Drink that to um, to uh, get over your ex-girlfriend. That's, that's where that is. All right. Let's move on. George Garvin Brown started Old Forester back in 1870. Now, this is claimed to be the world's first bottled bourbon, which I think that is true. I think they actually can make that claim to fame. Yep. Because before, basically, you'd go down to the the liquor place, the bar, and you would fill your decanters with uh, stuff right out the barrel. Yep. So this is the world's first cont- or first bottled whiskey it is uh, 86 first proof. First bottled bourbon. First bottled yeah. bourbon. 86 proof. And it, um, it's it got kind of a classic shape, classic bottle. You know, nothing fancy. Yeah, so this is, this is their... It's kind of crazy to say this when you think of Old Forester, but this is their flagship juice or their flagship bottle. Although most people would say flagship, you would think of like top of the line, the most to impress. But this is what you know. This is what pays the bills. This is the Jack Daniels Black of bourbon, um, of Old Forester bourbon. It's like what they're known for. It's their everyday. Um, obviously, their crazy stuff is the birthday bourbons, the craft series. All those crazy ones, but this is the everyday reincarnation of what you know, what they're trying to show you. Old Forester is. 
What's cool, though, is the even though this is their original recipe, so to speak, the actual original recipe is the 1870 craft, which we, we, we drank, which is kind of more online of what was made in 1870. So this is basically just through time as they progressed as bourbon bourbon makers this is what they landed on as their signature recipe yeah and it's kind of cool the, the labels kind of got the gold little tag almost like the golden ticket on the front it says 86 proof old forester bourbon kind of gives you all the all the specs but it also tells you one their fact classic that this bourbon was continuously continuously sold before during and after prohibition so this is one of those bourbons that was granted a medicinal license to continue distilling during prohibition which is i think there was only uh, 20 and, yeah, yeah 20 yeah. or so distilleries that were allowed to do that and one of the only ones that's still family i guess own and operate now brent brown foreman is a publicly traded company but and they're a multi, still multinational the, conglomerate the, at this point but still family owned but the brown yep. brown foreman yeah the brown family current president is uh campbell p brown he's the current mm-hmm. president of old forester his great great grandfather was george garvin brown so there you go there you go so louisville kentucky um as brant said this is one of those that used to hold the title of uh, the mint julep bourbon for uh, for the Kentucky Derby. Um, Old Forster tells you this is a genuine bourbon experience with a rich full flavor and a smooth character that is ideal for sipping neat on the rocks with a splash of water or in a classic cocktail. So let's see what they say. Now this one, this one we're going a little higher. It's eighteen dollars for seven fifty ml. That's that's still a good price. We're, yeah. we're, uh, we're on the we're kind of on the higher end of where that you know where we wanted to be under twenty five dollars, but eighteen dollars plus tax, and you will still come in under twenty bucks for your bottle of bourbon. All right, color on this one. Uh, now this is bourbon, so it is aged in new charred American oak. You can definitely tell right off the bat from the color; it's a little bit darker, um, almost like a standard bourbon amber. Yeah. We call that standard amber. Standard amber? Yeah. So. Man, I'm about to send you this. Ooh. This link. This link of the uh, whiskey color scale from zero to two and all all the words they're calling it. So they're calling this burnished. Burnished? Burnished. It's a 1.1. It's burnished. I can see that. Yeah, it's like yeah. burnished wood. It's it's like you know burnished. It's burnished. Oh, you know that uh, is that Les Paul. It's like a tobacco finish. Yeah. Burnished tobacco. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. So this one, the nose is. It's way deeper. Way deeper. Way better. And look, it's 86 proof. It's only what, 3%. Yeah, 3% more. ABV. But it still has a little bit more ethanol, to me, to the... Oh, yeah, no. There's way more ethanol the in the nose. It's got, you know, some really good oaky notes to it. Uh, sweet corn, caramel, vanilla. I even get dark dark fruit, dark cherry. Yeah, there is some real good like dark black, in there. Like black cherry. Can't like those candied like cherries. Yeah. A little bit of cinnamon too. That's probably the rye. I know the mash bill on this is their standard 7-2-18-10. Yep. Yep, yep. It's good. And this one's definitely, this definitely has kind of the oak smoke yeah. burnt. Yeah. Candy cherries. Just writing my notes down. Mm-hmm. Because this is actually... I even see like a little kind of like licorice, black black licorice. And I think that may be that kind of black cherry, black yeah. licorice kind of... Like that really... Um, oh, you know what? I know, I know they're not everyone's favorite candy, but I don't know why I like them. Mike and Ike's. Yeah? 
It's got a little bit of sweetness to it, a little bit of black licorice, black cherry. I like it. Very nice nose. For an $18 whiskey, this is a nose I would not be ashamed to show someone. This is no, not this a is... Gerard Depardieu nose. Look that up, kids. Look that up. I don't even know if I know what that is. If you know how to spell Gerard Depardieu, then kudos to you. <laughs> yeah, Who I... is Gerard Depardieu? Yabba dabba do. All right, let's taste this one. All right. By the way, did I say Mike and Ike are good, good and plenty. You said Mike and Ike. It's good and plenty. You about to say Mike and Ike's are lemon and lime, yeah. but I was just I was rolling. No, with it's it. not Mike and Ike. It's good and plenty. I was letting you go. Good and plenty. Okay. Mike and Ike's are divorced now. Taste on this one. First thing is, there's way, way, way more body to this than the early times. This tastes like bourbon. And I know that's kind of hard to like quantify, but it's, you know, the roasted caramel, apples, vanilla, sweet corn, oak, cinnamon, all those great bourbon flavors that just melt in your mouth. And leave a little bit of like oiliness in there, which is what the early times was missing. Terrible. This has that like you can you can chew this bourbon. Yep. It has that you know everybody talks about the Kentucky chew kind of working around in your mouth, and you can get like all of that. Like you said, caramel apple. It's got citrus. It's got dark fruit. It's got toasted oak. It's got sugar it's got cinnamon it's it's all over the place yeah i really like the the viscosity of this the oiliness the mouth feel because you actually feel like you're drinking whiskey again yeah mm. I, I like i like the to me it's got that just cinnamon kind of red hot candied yeah you know and that's to me maybe more on the jumping forward, maybe more on the finish that I'm getting kind of that. The the, la- the back candy. palette starts that cinnamon to the finish, and then we'll, we can go ahead and transition the finish here. It does float nicely to a cinnamon spice, oak, vanilla, and leather finish on this thing. Yeah, I agree with that. So this is definitely. This reminds me of like those candles you see in Marshalls that say like black tie affair or uh, mm. or you, uh, whiskey barrel. Like this, uh, this tastes and smells like a whiskey barrel candle. It's just all in all a, a damn good drink. Yeah. So we always talk about, I guess there's like, there's, probably two different people in the bourbon in the bourbon world or I guess I just think about it this way is we always talked about if you know if aliens landed on the planet and asked what bourbon is you'd give them Buffalo Trace I, I feel like this Buffalo Trace is toggle A Old Forester's like toggle B like these are pretty flip flop on what bourbon like what bourbon is supposed to supposed to be I just feel like this is what the definition of bourbon the bourbon is the more Buffalo Trace Old Forester 86 these two are just and I will tell you that I've on more than one occasion which and I, I sell both of these for a living through a distributor but I've on more than one occasion ABD's blind taste test with customers and fucking Old Forester 86 will surprise the shit out of you I'll tell you what the more I drink Old Forester the more I think it is a far superior brand than pretty much anything that Buffalo Trace can put out, including the Pappy stuff. The big, the big, the big stuff. stuff. Yeah. Because honestly, I've had, I've had birthday bourbon, um, and I've had Pappy ten and twelve. Don't get me wrong, Pappy ten and twelve are very good, but I think for the price point, 
Not so much the ease, ease and accessibility because birthday bourbon still hard to come by. Birthday bourbon knocks that out. Old Forester on an average basis. You choose this, or buff, give me Buffalo Trace or this, I'll take a Old Forester 86. You give me anything on the Whiskey Row series, I think that beats out pretty much anything that... Yeah, give me give me Statesman versus Blanton's. Oh, 100%. And then they're not even... And I mean, that's not a single, true single barrel, so I mean, maybe give it, you know, a little different. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, give, give me your tier up above Buffalo Trace. Which is and, supposed and to give, be Blanton's. And give me... Yeah. And give me... And just give... Statesman to me is amazing. I mean, the bottle and bond craft series is amazing. Give it to me against any any bottle and bond, which I will say, Buffalo Trace bottle and bond is the E.H. Taylor stuff, which yeah, is yeah, absolutely okay. su- absolutely there's, superb. There's and maybe t- yeah. maybe tough to beat right there, but <laughs> okay. All right, but, so let's do this real quick. Bottle and bond versus bottle and bond, right. tough. So, Old Forester eighty six or Buffalo Trace. I mean. That's what I'm saying. I think they're they're toggle. It's a, it's A and B, but I think Old Forester gets an edge because of the 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 price point. At eighteen dollars versus thirty to thirty six. Around here, you're gonna find Buffalo Trace fifth at probably twenty five, okay. but you're gonna find this you're gonna find this less than five. You're gonna find this twenty percent cheaper than than Buffalo Trace. Okay. So so then um, Prohibition style. Versus, uh, what would be that? I guess, I guess that would be. I mean, here's the thing. So you don't really have anything. But if you said their highest proof is Prohibition Style at 115 mm-hmm. versus Stag Ju- Stag, Stag Junior, Junior at, yeah. a full, at full at full proof, 1920. Oh, 1920 all the way. Demolishes demolishes Stag yeah. Stag Junior. In my opinion, in my opinion, and I'm a fan of full proof uncut whiskey. I just think Stag Junior is. I don't know what I mean. I don't know. Some some days, sometimes I taste. It, I don't even know why they release that. Now, but I mean, there's nothing to compare with 1910 over at uh, Buffalo. They Trace. don't have a double. They don't have a double yeah. barrel. But but like you said, would you do if you had a choice between blends, a bottle of blends, or a bottle of Statesman? What are you taking? Just the regular regular blends, not blends straight from the barrel. I mean, that's that's so tough of a question, um, just because Blanton's is what Blanton's is, single barrel, it's all that. So if you just said, "Hey, which one of these do you, which one of these do you want?" I mean, it's tough not to say, "Yeah, give me a bottle, give me a bottle of, of Blanton's," but I know, at you know, I, I know for a fact I've had great Blanton's and I've had bad Blanton's. Yeah. I've always had the same statesman. statesman. So good. So that's, that's one thing I would say is is good. And I'm, honestly, I would say Old Forester nineteen ten is my favorite. Statesman is my second is my second favorite. And then honestly, Scott, we we didn't have it on this, but they make a one hundred proof. It's not a bottled and bond, but they make a one hundred proof version of this recipe. Really? That is fucking that is lights out. Had, Same exact thing, just bottled at hundred proof, and it's lights I've out. I've now had and it ain't too much more expensive. I've now had all of the whiskey row distillery series. I think for me, it goes 1910. I think that's the best one they do. Statesman, then Prohibition, then uh, I think it's 1870, the Bottle and Bond series, or no, 1890. It's 97. 18, that's, 1870 is the original. Yeah. 1897 is Bottle yeah. Bond. Yeah. That's the third one, and then 1870 after that. Yeah. And honestly, not far off from this. And again, all of those are right around the $50 range. You're not going to find them for less than $50. Not going to find them for more than $60. But so there's a, you know, there's your price range for those Whiskey Row series. This one at $18 is a steal. Because and, and this is one I will now keep on the back bar. Make sure I always have it. So if I do want to make a mint julep, throw that in there. Yeah. yeah. If I want if I just want a bourbon this- on on the rocks, throw that in there. I will tell you if I if I'm in the if I'm in the market talking to a restaurant and I'm I'm winning the well you know meaning I'm I'm gonna own their house their house bourbon if they're not using Buffalo Trace nine times out of ten this is this this is this next thing I mean Old Forester eighty six is an amazing pour uh, for house 
for house poor. It's awesome, and it's awesome. I mean, it's a great call. I mean, if you go if you go somewhere and you yep. can't see the whiskey list, ask ask for Old Forster. There's a good chance that they they got it, and you're not going to be not going to yeah, be disappointed. Yeah, I mean, if you just ask the bartender, know. hey, give me uh, you know, give me a double Old Forester in a rocks glass, and Drink most it. at most you're probably going to be out twelve dollars for a double. Yeah, probably. I, if it's call night, you're out four dollars. Yeah, I think um, it's very obvious uh, the winner of tonight's oh, yeah. two two whiskeys. But tell me, um, well, I'll tell you. So you t- we told me last. I think this was unfair because I think this whiskey is in a league um, that runs with a lot of higher end bourbons that we've talked about before. So. Uh, this one gets out of C class for me, and I'm actually going to give uh, Old Forester 86 is going to get an 86. Okay, yeah, I, I don't di- I don't disagree with that. It, it's definitely out of the C class for me as well. Um, I give it an 83. It's it's way higher than early times. It's a solid whiskey. Um, I don't think it. I, I don't know if it quite gets into the 80 88 territory, but yeah. mid 80s, I'm totally okay with whatever you want to call that. We. Well, we both gave this eleven point yeah. nod versus uh, as it should be versus as it should be yeah versus early early time so um, yeah I mean not, like I said this is bottom shelf matters and I don't know I don't know if it gets any any better than yeah that you know what as as we go through the season we're gonna kind of take a look back and see what is our best you know and maybe we'll do this maybe at the end of this thing. Um, we've got our notes. We will tell you what the best bottom shelf matters bourbon, yeah, uh, world whiskey is, so that you can I'm gonna have try to that. Keep, so you can have that. I'm trying to keep box. just a little, a little sip of each for the last show too. So, yeah, not that I'm going to go back and drink through everything, but just and honestly, you know, the beauty of the season brand is not that you can't go back and buy another bottle at the end of the season and say, yeah, okay, that's true. We've, can't, we've come up with our that's top true. two. Here they are. I ran out of the little short pours that we, we have down here in the speakeasy. And you know what? I can't buy that bottle again. No, these are readily available. That's the beauty of this season. Everything is going to be readily available. It's going to be on the shelves. All you have to do is ask for it. You don't have to go beg, you know, steal, borrow, uh, offer up your firstborn son to make sure you get that bottle of birthday bourbon or a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle 23. I mean, that's that's not yep. where we are this season. Now, granted, as we go on, we will still offer you some short pours, which are uh, higher end that you can't really find on a regular yeah. basis, but yeah. the ones you want to look out for and you may want to hear about. So. Yep, I I think this is awesome, fantastic. I love the idea of the bottom shelf shelf matters, um, and tasting some things that we never gave, we haven't really given attention to, and I haven't really given attention, you know, attention to. So it's kind of awesome, awesome to try these. I don't know if I've ever had regular early times, um, bef- you know, before tonight. I definitely didn't. Uh, definitely had my share of Old Forester '86, and will continue to have. My share of Old Forester 86, for sure. Yeah, so this was the first time I've actually ever tried this one. Uh, it is not the last time, and honestly, this bottle will be on the shelf, in my house, on the regular, probably in a decanter, because everything looks better in a decanter. And I'm excited to, uh, to have more of it, because I really like this one. All right, so as we go forward, uh, next week, or next month... We're going to be tasting uh, a couple of scotches. Now, these are these are fun. These are ones that uh, I think Brant and I are excited to try. Uh, we've got a Deanston Virgin Oak, which is basically, uh, and we'll talk about it more, it's a virgin oak cask, never been used, which is rare for scotch. So, pretty cool, and still sub $35. And the other one is a, a personal favorite of mine. Really like this one, Dewar's 12. Uh, we're going to be tasting those two uh, those two scotches next month as we uh, as we move on into bottom shelf matters. We've got some fun fun stuff coming up, real good times. I can't wait. 
Um, Early times. I've had one of the. I mean, I've had both of the both of those uh, for next month, but it's been a minute, so I can't wait to revisit revisit both of those. These are awesome, Scott. Um, I mean, Old Forester '86 slam dunk winner uh, of this little head head to head, and and also it's another thing. I know whenever we plan this out, we try to plan two that went together or were similar, kind of for each each show. So they are kind of going head going head to head. Um, and this was definitely, without a doubt, Old Forester show, uh, for sure. Yeah, you know it's funny. We've we started last year with Old Forester, ended last year with Old Forester. We're starting this year with Old Forester, and uh, luckily we, we like finish, we like Old Forester. We don't finish this year with uh, Old Forester. We're not paid by Old Forester. We'd like to be, but we're not. Oh, absolutely. We'll call it the it'll be <laughs> BSEA will be Brown Foreman's yeah, Society of. Enthusiast and addicts. Hey, as long so, yeah. as they send Old Forester, I don't care. No doubt. Because they also do Glen Glendronic. That's another one of their brands. So I'm okay with it. Look, Brown Foreman, if you're listening, and you're probably not because you never heard of us, send some Brown Foreman yeah, scotch send them, and whiskey. Send everything. Send everything. Send whiskey. We need help. <laughs> send, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, look, as, uh, as we finish up this week's show, this month's show, I'm excited to be back down to Speakeasy. It was fun. Brent, you know, we, we finally got together. We had some uh, some really good whiskey. We had some great cognac, thanks to Brant bringing some cognac with him. Um, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Brant's finally back on Facebook, so you can you can tag him in your yes. post, and he will actually <laughs> see it now. <laughs> yep, yep. Took a unscheduled <laughs> six weeks off. You got ransomware yeah, unscheduled. But we're back. Well, it's we're we're back. So. It's a good time, and we're 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 all about the good times here on on the BSEA Bourbon Society of Enthusiasts and Adventurers. I'm excited to see where we get with uh, the rest of the series. Brant, if you came in to learn, drink what you learn. If you came in to share, share what you drink. If you came here a stranger, may you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure. Drink, Drink up. up. Cheers, Cheers, everybody. Season three underway. Mm. And on a good foot. Let's go. Baby. He says, in that impossible tone, we'll bring on nobody's murder but his own.